Hi, I'm John Marn. I'm here today with Tim Kent. Tim is the electrical field supervisor with NETR Inc., a heating and cooling company in Massachusetts. Today we're talking about electrical panel replacement. Welcome, Tim. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me. Sure. Uh, so, Tim, why might a homeowner need an electrical panel replacement? Mostly panel replacements happen for two reasons. Um, one, they need more capacity in their panel. They want to add some new circuits or some new appliances, and they just don't have the room. The second most common is somehow, some way, either water has gone into that panel or even, you know, and start to basically corrode and rust away the internal parts of the panel. A lot of sometimes we do see some mice that have somehow gotten into the panel um, and basically are eating wires away and chewed stuff inside the panel. Most common stuff I see is, you know, wanting more space and definitely the rust. Um, Water finds a way to get in everywhere, no matter how much you seal it up. So every so often it tends to find a way. The littlest of cracks that can happen will find its way into your panel once water touches that panel, it needs to be replaced. It's just going to corrode and start to deteriorate, even if you dry it off or even if you seal up that hole or wherever it was coming from or fix it. Once water's already been in there, it's just going to rust and corrode all the metal in there. Okay. Yeah. So explain a little bit of the difference between upgrading your electrical panel and uh, upgrading your electric service. What what are the differences there? And then if you are upgrading your service, is it good to have the panel replaced at the same time? So, yeah. So the biggest difference is the electrical service will give you more power. The panel, when you replace the panel, it only gives you more space or your maybe doing a fix because the panel got damaged in some way. Replacing the panel does not, even if you get more space, it does not give you more power. It does not mean you can add a bunch of, you know, high draw appliances on that if it wasn't already enough to begin with. Basically, the service upgrade basically allows you to do that and upgrades the whole panel and the outside and gives you more actual power. If you're getting a service upgrade, you basically are forced to upgrade your panel. It kind of comes mm. to package. Um, you can't have a like 100 amp rated panel on a 200 amp like service. I see. So the panels had come with a certain rating for a certain amount of service. And then if you're upgrading the service, that makes that panel not work with it anymore. Correct. There are certain okay. ways where you can maybe have like a 200 amp rated panel on a 100 amp service. Mm-hmm. If you follow proper code procedures, that's fine. But you can def- you can always... Like you can always have, you know, what we call fuse or or breaker less power with a higher rated panel, but you can't go the other way around Mm -hmm. because if you have 200 amps that is allowed to come into your home, but your panel is only rated for 100, there's a very good chance that you're going to go over the 100 mark and then things are going to start to malfunction in your panel and cause issues as that was only tested for the 100 amp power mark, not 200. Right. So the the only time you'd you'd come into contact with something like that would just be like, say you were upgrading from 60, you know, and you didn't really need to have 200 amp service, but maybe in the future you might need to, maybe, maybe you would, you know, put in a 200 amp panel uh, and then upgrade only to like a hundred amp, you know, or service or something like that, knowing that like in the future I might upgrade to the 200 and, you know, you just want to sort of future proof it or something like that. So as long as you protect the wiring, at 100 amps, 
which is what's coming in, you can put in a 200 amp panel. And then basically, let's say, or we see it, maybe you just don't, the customer doesn't have the money to upgrade the full service. They just, mm-hmm. so they do it in kind of two stages, right? Mm-hmm. They, they fix the panel because maybe it's an unforeseen issue, like, you know, a damaged panel that they didn't know. The un- rust that you were talking about before. Exactly, yeah. an unforeseen expense. So they kind of, okay, well, we have to replace the panel. Let's just, but I do want 200 at some point. So let's just put a 200 amp panel in. And then what we can do is we can kind of fuse it at 100 amps. Um, and then that basically still protects the, 100 amp rated wire and the rest of the 100 amp rated service as well. Okay. What are the typical steps that are involved in getting an electrical uh, service panel, you know, uh, installed in, in, in how long does that take? So panels are definitely quicker than a full service upgrade. They tend to still, I tend to say they still take a day, right? It's still going to be a day without power. Sometimes they finish sooner, but it's just planned for a day. Day meaning about eight hours. Basically, you know, same steps go as into as getting a service upgrade. We get the, you know, someone comes out there, they'll look at it, they'll give you a price. You, if you agree with the price, they come, they do the work. We'll pull permits, install your new panel, um, and then get the the panel inspected, and then basically you're done. But it is about a day with no power, so definitely plan accordingly. So if you have to work, like I said, if you're working from home, you need the Wi-Fi, you know, if you can use a hotspot, that's fantastic. But, you know, if not, then maybe go to a neighbor's or kind of plan, maybe have a sick day that day and kind of plan on just being without power for that day. Okay. Are there any like safety features or other like technology advancements that have happened in, in uh, electrical panels? Um, you know, maybe smart features or things like that, that, that you're seeing more and more with panels? So there's actually quite a few. The typical circuit breaker that people know basically has gotten a, quite a few upgrades in the past uh, 20 years. So they make kind of what's called, we call arc fault circuit breakers, otherwise known as AFCIs. What they designed to do is prevent fire in your home. They kind of will shut off before something can cause a fire. So like an arc, think of it like a mini lightning bolt inside your wall, right? That can Mm -hmm. jump off of a faulty piece of faulty outlet, a faulty switch, and find something that is combustible and cause a fire. These breakers are designed to basically, before that happens, shut down. So that arc never gets to starting a fire. Mm. You also can do what we call, what's been around for quite a while now, but ground fault circuit interrupters. They're basically the breaker form of those outlets that you see basically in your bathroom or on your kitchen that have the test reset buttons on them. Mm -hmm. They're basically breaker form. One benefit is you finally don't have to, if you don't like the look of the test reset buttons being on your nice new kitchen countertop, you can put a breaker instead. And it does the same thing as protection. Uh, but what it also does is protects that entire circuit instead of just that outlet and what it's plugged into. So definitely the the main aspect of what the um, National Electrical Code Committee has been trying to do is prevent fires. Um, and the manufacturers have been kind of inventing ways to prevent electrical fires or at least minimize them as best they can. So those are some of the two breakers that have kind of done that then you get into the smart breakers so things have come out there's now smart panels so the whole panel has 
basically breakers in them that you can control from your phone. You can shut off, turn off. You can see how much power they're drawing. You can, you know, basically, you know, okay, you know, my heat comes on at this time. How much power does it draw? My AC, you know, and you can figure out basically, you know, there's probably as many more features, but kind of you can do anything from the app or a phone and kind of it tells you kind of your panel health. And those have come out not in just breaker form, um, but there's now full manufacturers that make what they call smart panels um, that basically these breakers go into, uh, which is kind of the way the world's going to go. I think a lot of the other standard manufacturers are now going to catch up with making their own smart breakers for their panels. Yeah, and I'd, I'd imagine with a smart panel like that, if you can see how much each one of the circuits in your home is drawing, you know, that could help you to maybe optimize your your electrical usage in your home. Yep, it definitely can. It can definitely help you to avoid maybe, you know, tripping for like an overload because you can see how much it's drawing. If it's drawing over what it's allowed, you can basically get ahead of that. Mm-hmm. They do help with diagnosis, diagnostics as well for electricians in some forms as well. They're kind of... They're, the breaker, smart breakers are fairly new technology. Smart outlets and switches have kind of been around for a long time. The break, the whole panel and the breaker part is kind of relatively new kind of area that's just kind of in its infancy right now. One of the other features, if you're replacing a panel, Massachusetts code mandates that we have to put in a whole home surge protector. And this surge protector will protect everything that's connected to your panel. So everyone thinks of, oh, well, my TV... TVs have gotten relatively cheap now, so if they go, I'll replace it. Or my laptop or computer is owned by the the company I work for, so I don't really care what happens to it. But a lot of people forget about, you know, their heating system and the the little microchips that they have on on that. And they also Mm. have, if they do have smart switches, all those come with chips that can be burned out. You know, there's a lot of fragile electrical equipment that is susceptible to surges if not properly protected. Even in your stoves and your dryers, your washing machines, all of those have circuit boards in them. All of those can go with a surge and those get, that starts to add up quick. Right. All of those appliances that used to just be straight like electric appliances with no electronics in them now all have electronics yeah. in them. You can't, you can't buy uh, anything without some form of electronics, even if you buy the basic model. Mm-hmm. What's involved in the planning process for an electrical panel uh, replacement? You know, is in, in terms of, you know, what size it has to be and, and the location that it has to be placed in. Do you sometimes have to move where the panel, you know, is is mounted in order to upgrade the, the uh, to a to a larger size electrical panel? Are there permits that you have to pull? You know, things like that. So, yeah, definitely. There's always permits for doing any type of panel upgrade. A lot of the planning process goes with kind of your home. Um, there are certain codes that, that basically talk about how far away it has to be from a water pipe, you know, how far, how much working space or clearance you have to have in front of that panel. Now, maybe back in the day when your panel was put in, these rules weren't there because mm-hmm. obviously the rules have changed and adapt over time. Um, and basically now you're basically your grandfathered in panel that you want to replace is no longer grandfathered in because we're replacing it. So the we have to look out of where your panel placement is, kind of, is there a water pipe going right above it, right? If a water breaks, we don't want that to get soaked, right? Or 
you know, is there oil lines or gas lines or how maybe certain homes have their gas meters inside their homes? You know, we have to make sure we're a certain distance away from that as well. And all of that can increase the cost a lot. If we have to relocate the panel, especially, um, there's a lot more cost involved in that. And basically, if we have to, you know, get the local inspector's approval and what he wants kind of and how he wants it to be, um, that can increase costs as well. So there's a lot to look out for. Um, basically, even as a simple panel, hey, I just want this replaced. You know, it's been there for years. Why can't I just put it back there? You know, we understand it's been there for a long time and you've had no problems with it. But unfortunately, the rules that we have to follow have changed since that panel was put in. And we have no choice but to follow them. Whether even certain electricians even agree with some of them or not, it doesn't matter. You know, as a licensed electrician, this is the rule. You have to follow Mm -hmm. it. And as a homeowner, unfortunately, you don't really have a choice in that. Even though it's your home, it's still kind of you have to bring it up to bring it up to today's standards. Right. Are there additional uh, upgrades that can be done at the same time, or maybe even that should be done at the same time as the electrical panel upgrades, such as, you know, adding a sub panel or adding some dedicated circuits, maybe for some new appliances that I'm adding to to the home, like heating, like heating and air conditioning units or something like that, or smart home integration? Yeah. So a lot of the common stuff that we do, because one of the main reasons why we changing out your panel in the first place is because we're adding new circuits to it. Mm-hmm. Definitely those. And then, you know, I always, I always don't get a panel that can just add in what we're putting in. You know, you get what we're putting in and you get a, some more space, right? So you can basically go up. I usually put in the biggest panel that is made. So it usually gives you about 10 extra circuits, which gives you some play. You know, surge protection is a great upgrade to add that has to go in now anyways, but still always a great upgrade. You know, you can upgrade to those arc fault breakers or the GFCI breakers, um, even though it's not code mandated to do so. You know, it is a good thing to have on your home to protect your home from fires or, you know, you know, anyone getting electrocuted or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Smart breakers really depends on what type of panel you're putting in. There's a company called Lutron that makes a smart panel. Um, There's a bunch of other companies. The major brands are just starting to get into smart, you know, smart breakers, smart stuff. They haven't really, to my knowledge anyways, they haven't come out with their own panel setup or their own like interchangeable breakers to just Mm -hmm. pop in if you want something to be smart. I'm sure that's down the pipeline coming. But definitely if you wanted a smart panel, we could definitely provide you with a smart panel when we're changing it out. All right. Well, that's really great information, Tim. Thanks again for speaking with me today. Thank you very much. And for more information, you can visit the NETR website at netrinc.com or call 781-933-NETR. That's 781-933-6387. Mm-hmm.